0: Good Sunday afternoon to everyone and welcome to the Theology Central podcast where I attempt to make theology central. It is Sunday, December the 12th, 2021. It is currently 3.15 p.m. Central Time. And, well, if you're a longtime listener to this program, even if you're a brand new listener to this <laughs> to this program, you know where I'm coming to you live from. Yes, right here, Empty Sanctuary, Victory Baptist Church, Ovalo, Texas. And I know I say this every single time. We have a lot to talk about. Hopefully, you'll find it to be beneficial. Hopefully, you'll find it to be very interesting. And as always, if you're listening live using the Spreaker app, you can jump into the chat at any time, ask questions, offer your thoughts, your opinions, your perspective. And if you don't want to do that in the chat, you are always free to email me, newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. If you listen via YouTube, obviously, you can place your thoughts and perspective right there in the comments section. I do try my best to respond. Sometimes sometimes I have to choose okay, should I respond here? What 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 do I hope to accomplish here because if all of it if, if it just turns into a long argument, that sometimes is not beneficial for anyone. So I always have to choose, but I will promise you this. If you post something on YouTube, if I don't respond, you can be 1000% absolutely assured that I did read your comment because I read all of the comments. And if you email me, I typically always respond. But even if I don't respond, you are one. Th- you should be 1000% assured that I will definitely read your email. All right. So are you ready to make Theology Central? Are well, we going to make Theology Central to, well, I guess something viral, something that is going around TikTok, and I was not familiar with it Until this morning, I woke up and one of the first things I read as I was reading, I came. (laughs) I'm just I'm just going to uh, I'm just going to read this. I I, want to just give you the phrase, but I won't just give you the phrase. I'll give you the, 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 the sentence. Well, I guess the paragraph before and the sentence containing the phrase that I was not familiar with until today. All right. Since this video has gone viral on TikTok. So we have a video that's gone viral on TikTok, okay? Now, I, I maybe I should, I, I, I always try my best to keep up with what's going on in the world. I really do my best, but there's only so much time and a day and I just don't feel, I don't feel like I have the time and I'm just gonna be honest with you. I don't know if I feel that I have a desire to spend hours on TikTok watching TikTok videos trying to see what is going on. Some of you do keep up with what's going on on TikTok. Thank you. Keep me informed, okay? If you're if you're if you're paying attention to what's going on TikTok, please let me know. You can be my TikTok researcher, right? You can research what's going going on on TikTok and when you see something you're like, "Hey, I think that this is This is becoming viral. This is starting to gain some traction. There's some buzz around this. You need to pay attention. Please let me know. And if you do that, if you can somehow take the audio from the videos and then send me a link that I can download it, that that just speeds everything up and makes it... That just, that just makes it so much better. Like right here, I, I do have the TikTok video that this article is referring to. The only problem is I don't have the audio of it. So I've got the video, but I haven't, you know... Found a way to then take, take the audio from the video and all of those uh, types of things. So I- I- anybody out there wants to help? I, I'm always appreciative because there's again, I only, only so much time and a day, but okay. But we're, we're delaying, right? I know you saw the title of this and you want me to get to that phrase. Okay. We're going to get to the phrase. Here we go. Since this video has gone viral on TikTok, it would be remiss of me not to comment on it, given that the woman in the video purports to represent Jesus and well, I write about people like that. All right. So we have a viral video. Obviously in the video is a woman who seems to be acting like claiming, or as the article puts it, purports purports to represent Jesus. So there's a woman who, in her mind, she's representing Jesus. She's doing what Jesus wants her to do. And yet this video has gone viral. Has it gone viral? Because everybody's like, look, that's what Jesus would do. I, I, I think we can all agree. I doubt that. So, so what's going on here? Well, continue. It's no surprise to me that this video has gone viral because evangelism porn is popular at the moment. Evangelism porn have are you familiar with that term if you're listening live you you can answer um evangelism porn i'm just going to be honest with you when i saw the the phrase evangelism porn i was like wait I, I what is evangelism porn okay i i i also i i obviously missed the memo that day i didn't get the email I didn't get the text. I I I obviously I have not been hanging out on TikTok going, oh, look, more evangelism porn. Oh, look, more evangelism porn. Oh, there, there's more. Now you're probably thinking your 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 mind may be going, oh, por- pornographic, like something sexual. No, 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 Just just it's just a phrase that is used. All right. Here, here we go. All right. Evangelism porn is popular at the moment. Obviously, I miss. This new popular trend. Now, this is according to this this article. You can tell me whether you agree if it's popular or not. Now, this, this we just have to take a moment and just this is so very important. All right, we, we have to at least establish this. One of the things that could be so misleading in 2021, and it's been misleading for a very long time, and I have a friend in Nebraska who's really helped me see this because sometimes I think I took the bait as well. You'll get an article and it'll be like, you know, everyone is thinking this way. Everyone is outraged. Everyone is upset. And then you'll go to the article and it'll be like, in the article, they'll have like uh, links to this, this tweet and this tweet or this Facebook post or this Facebook post. So... The journalist is saying everyone is upset about it. Like, this is a major controversy. It's outrageous. Everyone's upset. You know, everyone is, you know, there, there's there's a movement started almost, that they'll make it sound like, and they'll base it off of the fact that now their article contains, you know, a link to five tweets. Well, a hundred tweets, a thousand tweets doesn't quite demonstrate that everyone is upset about it. It doesn't quite demonstrate that this is now the popular thing. It demonstrates that there are some people on social media, whatever social media platform that are talking about it, that are upset about it. They're excited about it. Now, yes, I do agree when something is trending nationwide, like it's the number one trend on Twitter or the number one number one trend on TikTok. When something reaches that kind of level, okay, but I think it can be a little misleading. You know hey, there's some people on Twitter upset well that doesn't really represent the 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 the, the public that doesn't represent the nation that represents a very uh, you know small segment of it. so I think we have to be careful i don't know how popular quote unquote evangelism porn. Has gotten, I don't know how widespread it is because in this article, they mentioned two videos. <laughs> okay. So, it, hey, evangelism porn is really popular. And here's two examples. Okay. Well, if it's really popular, shouldn't you be able to say that there are thousands of examples? Maybe, maybe the article does say there's more, but from what I remember, it only seems to point to two. But all right, let's read this again. It's no surprise, according to the author of this article, It's not, and I'm going to go back at the beginning of the article and put this all back together, but I'm starting because, uh, in the paragraphs that mention evangelism porn because that's, that's really what made me go, wait, what? What, what, is, what is going on? So I want to start with that phrase, and then we'll build back to it, but here we go. It's no surprise to me that this video has gone viral because evangelism porn is popular at the moment. Now, what is evangelism porn? Evangelism porn... Videos of bumbling Christians interfering uninvited in the lives of others with supposedly a superior grasp on the truth, only to be schooled by their apparently spiritual inferior students. So basically, what they're calling evangelism porn is where you have some Christian who walks up to strangers and In a sense, tries to evangelize them and according to them, in a very bumbling, messed up, confused way where they almost end up embarrassed that that they, they, they become embarrassed or embarrassed by the people they're supposedly trying to evangelize. So it's, Hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to go speak to these people about something related to God, the gospel, the Bible, and well, then you end up looking really foolish and really dumb because, well, first you need to realize that whenever you talk to anyone, there's a high probability you're being videotaped. But for some reason, the Christian's approach just makes them look bumbling and stupid. And so it becomes, in a sense, evangelism porn because people take great delight and pleasure in watching stupid Christians on TikTok trying to talk to strangers who they think are somehow not spiritual, but yet the not spiritual one seem to and have more sensitivity, rationality, logic, and the Christians end up looking like irrational, foolish, and dumb. This is called evangelism porn. Are you, are you familiar with it? Okay, so here, we need to back up and figure out what's going on. Now we need to place the bigger context. So let me go all the way back to the beginning. So this morning, I I get an article or I see an article, I get a notification. I like, I have so many notifications on my devices. Sometimes I cannot keep track of everywhere. I get things. I don't know how this arrived, you know, to me or I don't know who sent it. I don't know which notification it came from, but the article is found at medium.com. Medium.com. Medium.com is where, uh, well, you can pay if you want, but and gives people who write articles and blogs and different things the ability to get their stuff on a platform that people pay to get access to. Um, it is pretty, I don't I don't like to pay, so you get like one free article a day, I think, or maybe one free article every couple of days. I, I would like to pay because there is a lot of good articles uh, at Medium.com, but again, I, you know, how many things can you pay for? But whenever I get a free one, I, I, I always check it out, and so this one, was sent to me and for some reason I was able to access it today. So here we go. Here's the headline. Christian Karen, now let's stop right there. There's that that phrase, Karen. You probably know that in popular culture. Typically, it's some woman interfering in some situation, making some accusation, and she ends up looking foolish and end up looking dumb. I I saw a, I think it may have been TikTok. It may have been TikTok. I don't know where the video was originally posted, but it was of a woman. She was in a store, and she was accusing this gentleman of having stolen her phone she claims that she had her phone in like her purse pocket, and that when the, the this couple walked by her that they stole her phone. So you're like he stole my phone. Now I think the woman I think she was white, if I remember correctly. And the uh, the gentleman was African-American. So she's accusing this African-American man, you stole my phone. You stole my phone. And she's yelling at the, the people at the store. And he's taking everything out of his pocket. He's like, search me, search me. I don't have your phone. Search me. And she's like, well, and then trying to make up, like, you probably hit it somewhere, yeah, phone. Well, so it, it, this continues and continues. And then all of a sudden, well, you hear a phone ringing. It's her phone. It's inside her purse, and she didn't see it or couldn't find it in her purse. So no one took her phone. No one stole her phone. And she now is on video that went viral, looking like, again, what they would refer to as a Karen, this woman getting involved in someone's business, making an accusation, and not knowing what they're talking about. So now they call them Christian Karens. These are Christians who get involved in these conversations Maybe, maybe trying to evangelize, but they end up looking foolish and stupid and they bumble logic, theology, and everything else. Okay, now let's just, I've got to make sure we get this right out right here from the start. This article is very hostile to I, what I would refer, I think this article definitely seems to have an attitude and an hostility towards maybe even a very biblical theological understanding of evangelism that, hey, people are not saved. They need to be evangelized. This article seems to be very much against that even that concept. So what we have to do is try to see through maybe a little bit of its sarcasm and a little bit of its hostility and see maybe Christians need to rethink how they approach people in 2021 for a lot of reasons. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about all of this. So here we go. Christian Karen confronts two kids she presumes are gay in a restaurant. Woman's cringe-worthy evangelism fell, goes viral. So, according to the headline, here's a woman. She's in a restaurant. She pres- in a restaurant. She presumes these uh, two kids, two teenagers, are gay, and shows she approaches them. Now, is she approaching them because she presumes they are gay? is she is is she right and what she is assuming about these individuals should she assume anything about these individuals but whatever we may think about it, the whole thing goes horribly wrong she ends up really stupid and now she's in a viral video which now people use the video to criticize while well, the rest of christianity right, let, let, let let's see what happens here imagine for a moment that you're a teenager again. You're basking in the glory of the fact that it's the weekend. You decide to do what many teenagers do. You ring up your best friend, who also happens to be your cousin, and arrange to catch up and hang out at your local fast food restaurant. You order fries and a milkshake. You make yourself at home in a cozy booth. You're happily chatting away, minding your own business. Suddenly, out of the corner of your eye, you notice a middle-aged woman, let's call her Karen, staring at you and your cousin. You brush it off, you try to ignore it, but the staring doesn't stop. In fact, it intensifies. There's no doubt about it. You are being watched. And then it happens. This woman, who you've never seen before in your life, walks over to your table and starts a conversation with you uninvited. Now, let's just stop right here. There is much dispute and debate within the evangelical Christian world when it comes to evangelizing people in public or door-to-door evangelism. There is a lots of, of debates about what you can and cannot do. Some Christians take this attitude. I can walk up to anyone, anywhere, at any time, and preach the gospel because I've been commissioned by God. I have His authority. I don't care what anybody else wants. Now, you 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 could make that argument, but typically when you just go busting in on people uninvited and interrupt people, and you just tend to make people a nuisance. You make people very uncomfortable. And I guess you can prove a point that I've been commissioned by God. I guess you can try to make some, you know, try to make yourself sound more spiritual and more godly. But I think in many cases, all you do is really just make people very uncomfortable and make them regret ever meeting you or talking to you. I am not a big fan. Now, I know Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons have had great success in building their their kind of... They're, they're, they're quote unquote churches by doing a lot of. That's supposab- supposedly me knocking on a door. Good afternoon. You know, we're from uh, the, the local Kingdom Hall or we're, we're from uh, the, the Church of, of Jesus Christ or whatever the case may be. You, you've, you've probably had those knocks. Now, I'm just going to be honest with you. The last, like, I cannot stand. We, we have a no soliciting sign on my door, on our front door. Because I, well, actually, I think my wife may have actually taken it down to put the the Christmas wreath on the door. So I, it may be gone. And then she repainted the door. I don't know. Whatever is going on at my house I think the no soliciting sign disappeared. And I'm like, we have to get another one because there's nothing that drives me more insane as to be home. Maybe you're getting ready to eat. Maybe you're watching television. You could be doing a million things and you get that (laughs) knock on the door. I don't care what you're selling. I don't care. I'm not buying. I don't care if you, I don't care. Well, maybe I care if you're about to give me a check for a million dollars. Okay. Then you can knock on my door. But most of the, time. It, I don't care. It's irritating. It's frustrating. The dog's barking, I, you know, the foods, you know, on the table, whatever the case may be. It's just so irritating to me. And so I used to be in a church when I lived in Nebraska that I think it was at Thursdays. I think Thursdays was door-to-door evangelism night. And basically I had to go. If I didn't go, then I wasn't right with God kind of situation. And I loathed it. I hated every second of it. Because you could just see the look on the people's face; they were bothered, they were irritated, and it didn't seem to bother anybody else that we were bothering people. I didn't like it, I one bit. I, I, it just made me uncomfortable. It's like I'm going to their house uninvited. They didn't invite me there. I'm just, I'm interrupting whatever's going on in their life. They could be having an argument with their spouse. They could be having an issue with their child. They could just be trying to get some rest and relaxation. I'm not a fan of that. I know I'm going to get emails going, well, you need to be more bold, brother. You need to go knock on those doors and tell them about Jesus. Well, I I understand they need to hear about Jesus. I'm just not a big fan of doing it that way. Some people also street evangelism. They'll go just walk up to anybody and and, and just interrupt them. And I know some people think that that's the way to go. Others, there's all kinds of different schools of thought when it comes to these ways of handling it. I will say this though. In 2021, it's definitely, I think it's more than ever. It's not perceived now as, I think the perception now is it's not so much as a nuisance, not so much as you're you're weird or you're irritating me. Now it's almost seen as, you're committing like literally you're committing almost like a crime. You're invading their personal space. You're uninvited and you're coming with a message that they may feel is offensive and I'll use some of the words that would be thrown around it toxic. That this is a toxic situation, you're a toxic person confronting me, to basically tell me that I'm a bad person and I'm going to go to hell. Get away from me. They don't they don't take the younger generation definitely doesn't respond to that. The older generation may have been like, okay, whatever. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Just get on like that. wouldn't see it as this, like committed some kind of grave crime. Well, I think the younger generation does. And this is written like that, right? They stress the word is uninvited. So here's this woman. She's going to walk up and talk to you and she's uninvited. She's going to enter into your personal space. Now the article goes on to say, it turns out that this woman is a born-again Christian and apparently God has told her to come over to talk to you. She has come over to investigate whether you and your friend are on a date of the, you know, same-sex variety because, well, if you are, she has a message from God for you. Now, a couple of things. You have to at least understand that when you just walk up to strangers and if you are going to be trying to figure out or they're in a same-sex relationship or not a same-sex relationship, let's be honest, it's really none of your business. I know I'm going to get Christians saying, no, it is my business. Okay, just just slow down. Okay. Yes, I understand that you should have concern for them. And yes, we need to try to evangelize everyone. But we have to at least think about What are we doing? We're walking up to people uninvited, and we're going to try to insert ourselves into not only to their situation into their life. And we are bringing a message that they may not even want to hear without even without even giving them an opportunity. Like we're just jumping in thinking now we have a right just to tell them whatever. So I I think it it seems much more as an act of hostility, I think, in 2021, more so than just a nuisance but they go on, all right? The writer writes this. Oh, how I wish this were fiction, but sadly, it's not. A TikTok user recently posted a cringe-worthy video of a Christian Karen inviting herself to interrogate, uh, to interrogate uh, the person who posted the video and her cousin, uh, two teenagers, who she presumes are gay and on a date together. Now, Here's another very important thing. In 2021, if you walk up to a group of people on the street, in a restaurant, on a beach, to to supposedly evangelize them, supposedly to try to bring them a message from God, you can almost be 100% certain that you're going to be videotaped. You're going to be videotaped, and you're going to be put on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, you're going to be put somewhere on social media. So you better think about how you're going to approach them and how it's going to be how it's going to come across to the rest of the world. You get you have to really think about this. And here's the thing to me. If you realize you're being videotaped, that's a pretty good indicator that the people are not that interested. Now, you you, you really have this going two ways, right now. Let, let me just because we have to talk about this. One, we've got groups who go, you got Christian groups who go around who videotape the interactions. I am not a fan of that. That to me seems manipulative and it seems like you're exploiting people. Now, I know I'm going to get some Christians upset with me here, but I don't like it. Look, if you're going out to evangelize people, do not videotape it. Show at least some respect and treat the people with some kind of dignity. You're getting ready to talk about something of great spiritual value of, of eternal consequences. Treat the person with a little bit of respect. So, you know, oh, I'm going to videotape me, try to evangelize you so that I can get some YouTube v- views. And let me say this. If you see there's Christian, and I and I know a lot of people love to do it, and I know I'm going to get in trouble here. I know I'm going to get in trouble here. You know, what do I have to lose? What do I have to lose, right? I'm a nobody anyway. So what do I have to lose? I, th- there were times in my Christian life that when I would see those videos, I was like, oh, this is really cool. So how is this atheist going to respond? But now I'm not so cool with those videos. I'm not so cool with those videos because I, I feel that it's using people. You're using an interaction where you're trying to deal with someone's eternal soul and you're doing it for YouTube views. You're doing it to bring yourself some fame, to elevate yourself. I, I'm not. I'm not so cool about that. Now it depends on how the the video goes. Now if you're if you walk up to someone and say, Hey, we're out interviewing people, and we would like to get your thoughts and opinions on you know religious topics, and we would like to have a discussion. We're, we're going to videotape this. Is this okay with you? then then maybe, but there I would not be trying to evangelize as much as I would just be like trying to have a spiritual conversation and let them share their thoughts and their opinions for information's sake. And then if I felt that I needed to have a conversation and, to, and, and that, that the people were open to like really start talking about sin and and their spiritual state and salvation, I think at that point the camera needs to be turned off. I think that's personal, I think that's private, I don't think that's an opportunity to get some, some views. And I know, and this is where it kind of gets the idea of evangelism porn, because now it just is almost like, ooh, look at this. I can't wait to see what happens here. And sadly, in some of it, it's like, ooh, I can't wait to see how my, my favorite celebrity pastor, ooh, how he shuts down that atheist or he makes that person look stupid. I know, no, 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 no. That's not we it's not, we, we don't do this to play games. Now I know I'm going to offend you because you, there are some of you probably love those kinds of videos. I know it. And you probably enjoy I Look, there were times in my Christian life I enjoyed it too, but until I started realizing, wait a minute, what, what's going on here? Like, I, I just want to see, I just want to see the Christian win the argument. I want to see my team win. I, that's not what it's about. I. I, I don't, I don't like that. So I, a couple of so one, I don't think Christians should be coming along with the video to video the encounter. I'm not a big fan of that. But two, if you realize that you're trying to talk to people and they're videotaping you, this is a pretty good indicator they don't care what you're saying, they're irritated with what you're saying, they are bothered, and they're going to make an example out of you on social media. That like you're not evangelizing. You're now just a a piece of performance art that they are going to exploit for the benefit of their channel. And when all of evangelism is either the Christians are using the evangelism to build their channel and their social media presence, or the people you're evangelizing are videotaping you so that they can... Exploit the situation for their benefit. Then nothing of spiritual value is occurring. At that point, you just should just stop and walk away. When you see them videotaping you, it's time to go. Okay, never mind, guys. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bother. You. I didn't. I didn't want to turn this into some kind of a circus. I didn't want to help you know build your your social media channel. So you know, at that point, I, I I just think clearly they're not listening. Clearly they're not listening. So let's go through this again. So two teenagers restaurant they've been watched all of a sudden this woman walks up and this and, and uh, she presumes that these two teenagers are uh, are gay and are dating each other all right now here is part of the conversation um you go to church anywhere karen prize and, and they're calling the woman in the video karen as the bewildered pair of teenagers simply try to eat their meal in peace do you guys know how to get to heaven now remember they're in a restaurant they're in a restaurant Christians believe they can just evangelize anywhere. Well, you're in a business. First, the business is not giving you a right to be there. And not only that, these people are trying to eat a meal. Leave them alone. Now, people can say, but their 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 eternal souls are more important. I, I look, I understand that, but that's not. This is not the way to go about it, right? And just walking up to a restaurant. No, it's it's not a way to go about it. All right. After a painful silence, now you know that what that painful silence in, indicates. That painful silence is like, hey, they're, without saying it, they're like leave us, I'll leave us alone, just just leave us alone. One of the kids says, uh, "What any decent human watching the video is thinking, I don't, um, I don't, I don't know you at all." Now again, this is very twenty twenty one. Hey, I don't know you. So why are you up in my space? Why are you approaching me? I think that's a, that's a reasonable question. I, I know, I know the woman chuckles measuredly. I, I just see you guys, you guys aren't like girlfriends, are you? What? What are you doing? Now, at this point, I'm going to stop and I'm going I'm to switch my perspective here. Okay, I've tried to look at it from the perspective of the world, the perspective of young people, the perspective of this generation. Now I'm going to try to look at it from the Christian Karen's perspective. She probably has good motives and her heart is probably like she really cares about these young people and care about their eternal destiny. So I, I want to, on one hand, feel some empathy for this Christian woman who's now been, you know, turned into a viral video, I just think her approach is misguided. Her pr- approach is confused. But I do, I try to understand her heart. I mean, you see people in the world. You, you, you. Hopefully, you have a burden for them. Hopefully, hopefully, you have a burden for their spiritual state. Hopefully, you care. Now, the debate always is within Christianity. Is, well, so what can you do? When should you do it? How should you do it? And everyone has their, their philosophy. I just think, and a lot of times people want to go back and say, well, look at how they did it in the Bible. We do have to realize we're in extremely different cultures at the time. Okay, things have, have definitely changed. The, the, the goal is to still get the message to the people. And I'm, we should never compromise the message. We just have to think about what's the right way to go about this. And in this particular case, it sounds like everything is going horribly wrong. So, the, so the woman says, "I know I know. the woman chuckles. I see you guys. You guys aren't like girlfriends, are you?" After graciously informing her that they are cousins, news which Karen receives with an audible relief, they add, "But if it was, it's genuinely none of your business. I, I have to kind of agree. Right. And think about. Let's reverse it. You're in a restaurant. You're eating. You're eating. You're with your. You're with your wife. Okay. You're 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 you're, you're a heterosexual relationship, and all of a sudden, someone who's a part of an LGBT community walks up and says, "So, um, you guys aren't like, you know, a couple, are you? Right? I mean, you'd be like, well, it's none of your business. I'm trying to eat." It's it's none of it's none of anybody's business at that point in time. You're in a restaurant; just leave people alone, right? Let them eat. So you know, okay, all right. Um, so the so they go on. the The Christian lady says, "You're right. You're right." The com- the complete stranger uh, retorts, "But I just want to let you guys know because they don't teach young kids about God anymore. That's not the right way to live." Oh, boy. Okay. Now, I'm trying to understand Christian Karen's perspective here. I am definitely trying to understand Christian Karen's perspective. I really am. But this is so – just so irritating. The issue with the Christian young people – or the Christian young people. The issue with these young people aren't whether they're in a same-sex relationship or not in a same-sex relationship – The issue would be their relationship with God. And if all you're going to is like, oh, no, 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 no. You know, people don't teach you about God. I just want you to know that, hey, that's the wrong way to live. Let's make it very clear. All of us live the wrong way. Heterosexual, homosexual, married people, single people, divorced people, Christians, -Christians, non-Christians, church-going people, non-church-going people. We're all living the wrong way because we are sinners. So for any stone you throw at them, 50 stones can be thrown back at you, okay? So even the Christian Karen, you don't live the right way. We all fall short of the glory of God, and the things we want to do, we don't do, and the things we don't want to do are the things we end up doing. So why why is she so concerned if they're possibly in a same-sex relationship? Is Is she more worried about the same-sex relationship possibility, or is she more worried about their eternal destiny? Now, back to the article. Again, the children, now back to the children, who are behaving more like adults than the adult in this scenario, politely point out, if you force it on somebody, it's not right either. Now, the the young people here seem to be very mature. Like, okay, okay, you're right. Let's say that they're not teaching young people about God. But if you force it on someone, that's not right either. Once again, the the young. Once again, so you see, the Christian who's seemingly confused about I don't know basic concepts here, than the supposedly unregenerate sinner who's in darkness. And sometimes I'm baffled by how sometimes the lost people look like they're more in the light than than the Christian in some situations. All right. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not forcing it on anyone. She laughs, but 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 the truth's got to be out there. Unconvinced, the kids remind her that they have no idea who she is, and she and and she just kind of came out of nowhere, but she corrects them. It wasn't just a random encounter. Oh no, 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 no. I know what's about to happen. I know what's about to happen. It's the go-to, it's the go-to card that Christians play. I think Christians carry this card around because whenever you get put in a difficult situation, you simply pull out the card and say, come on, can we all say it together, class? God told me to. Yeah, yeah. God told me to, right? Because if God tells you to do something, then it doesn't matter what it is. It's magically right now. God told me to. Now, I I, I have to stress this. I, I may get the audio for it. I, on the way I, I was driving here to church and I was listening to and the, the line of fire with Dr. Michael Brown. Oh, sometimes his theology drives me absolutely crazy. Right? He, ha- he had some conversation in regards to Calvinism, which I, I'm gonna pull the audio from that. But right after that call, someone called in and basically said, hey, I do street evangelism in Nashville and I wanna be more effective and I wanna get the gospel to people, which again, shows the right attitude, the right heart. And then he says, so what do I need to do? And Dr. Michael Brown, going back to that whole charismatic craziness that I cannot stand, is what you need to do is let the Holy Spirit guide you. Let the Holy Spirit tell you where to go, what to do, I guess, and what to say. And this is the, you know, the go-to. So, hey, no, guys, guys, guys. No, no, no. God told me to come over here and talk to you. God told me to come talk to you. How dare you say that? And when you say that, just look at what the psychological manipulation you're playing, right? Hey guys, you may be uncomfortable, but God himself told me to come talk to you right now. That that's such manipulation in that. All right. So here we go. So the article reads, God told me to come over and talk to you guys. And then they have boom with an exclamation point. This cringe worthy encounter has been watched on TikTok more than 20 million times at the, uh, at the time of writing this article, 20 million times. Now, that is a significant number, okay? There's sometimes we, we may jump to the conclusion that something is significant on social media, but 20 million is a pretty big number, okay? I think we can all agree. Now, what are people taking away from this 20 million number? They're not seeing what, ooh, Christians are, they're, they're, they're looking at this as probably why they hate Christianity. Let's see what the article has to say. The, this cringe worthy encounter has been watched on TikTok more than 20 million times at the time of writing this article. Just so you don't think I'm making it up, here is the video of the incident, aptly and tied, bro. What the actual beep for your viewing pleasure. All right? And then they have here, see, I don't know if I can even get this to play. Let me take my iPad out of the. Let's see here. It, is it embedded or is it just a, f- a screenshot? Go to church anyway? Huh? No. no, you don't. Mm-hmm. You guys know how to get to heaven? Okay. See, so there, there is the video. She just walks up, and again, I, I, I have to have to acknowledge this the woman's intentions were probably good but this just goes it just goes so so much wrong but you you can yeah i was gonna say i'll 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 probably try to maybe i can try to get the video somewhere i'm assuming you can probably find it It, uh, the video on tiktok is called bro what the actual and well you can just the the next word is an explicit expletive uh starting with the letter f so i think you can probably get the idea all right Okay. Uh, since the video has gone viral on TikTok, it would be remiss for me not to comment on it, given that the woman in the video purports to represent Jesus. And well, I write about people like that. It's no surprise to me that this video has gone viral because evangelism porn is popular at the moment. Videos of bumbling Christians interfering uninvited in the lives of others with a supposed, with supposedly a superior grasp on the truth, only to be schooled by their apparently spiritual inferior students. A few months ago, it was a Christian man harassing girls on a beach for supposedly leading men into sexual sin by wearing bikinis who went viral for all the wrong reasons. And again, you, I don't know if you remember that video. I think we may even have talked about it. Here's this guy walking up to these girls like, why are you dressed that way? Well, wait a minute. Let me make it very clear. Lost people don't need to change the way they're dressed. They need to hear the gospel, Okay. Lost people don't need to change their same-sex relationship. They need the gospel. You evangelize, you baptize, then you teach to obey. Now, I'm not saying you can't point out this is a sin, this is a sin, because you got to use the law to make them see their need of salvation, but it's not about trying to fix their behavior. Again, I think Christianity sometimes turns into moral, a moral modification. You know, morality, you know, it just becomes about morality than it does salvation. But the article continues. Now, it's this new video. These videos, see, they, they've pointed out only two videos so far. So, again, I don't know how, how popular evangelism porn is. I'll, I think Christians made evangelism porn more popular because it was Christians going around trying to videotape all of their interactions with lost people. I mean, you had entire ministries who who became – popular for that. Let's go out on the street. Let's take a camera and let's confront people about salvation and let's make sure we videotape it. And Christians like eat that stuff up. And I I think there's some, I think a lot of it, there, there was some problems with it. And I didn't realize it as a younger Christian. I thought it was cool too. These videos get, uh, get so many views for two reasons. Now here's their, their commentary trying to figure out why, why would a video like this get, again, how many views? Let me see here. I got to go back here to the top. 20 more than 20 million views. Why would a video like this get more than 20 million views? Okay, well let's see what let's let's see their explanation, all right? Here we go. These videos get so many views for two reasons. Number one, they show irreligious or unchristian people responding in more Christian ways than the Christian in the video. Now, this is very important. If if you're out talking to people and they act in a more respectful caring, compassionate, thoughtful way than the Christian who seems to be acting crazy, rude, condescent. That That is going to get a lot of people's attention. And it's not what you, it's gonna be like the Christian there is is viewed as the bad guy. You you, you gotta think about how it's going to come across. And I know at the time you may not think about it, but later on, yeah, well, when it's on video, you, well, then the whole world gets to look at it. Secondly, so the first is it shows irreligious or unchristian people responding in a more Christian way than the Christian in the video. Secondly, people are enlarged and amazed by the level of arrogance and spiritual elitism it must take for a person to think it's okay to confront a stranger in public and tell them how sinful they are. The video is particularly galling because in just a few seconds of footage, this woman unwittingly manages to unveil some of the toxic thinking that you'll typically find in evangelical Christianity. Now, let's, we do have to address a couple of things here. Right? I'm, I'm trying to take this apart as much as possible. I've stated this many times, Christians, you really get offended at me, but I, I, do, I do believe we have to at least acknowledge this. As Christians, we are making some absolutely very, very big claims that come across as very elitist. Very arrogant. We're telling everyone, there is a God. I know who that God is. I'm in a right relationship with that God. I have his word. Therefore, I know truth. I know morality. I know God. I'm going to heaven. And if you don't know this God and know his word, then you're going to hell. Now, no matter how we try to, you know, smooth that over and make it sound nicer That at its very core level, it comes across as very arrogant, very arrogant. And we just have to at least know that's how it's going to be seen by many people. Hey, I know God. You don't know God. I'm going to heaven. You're going to hell. I have the truth. You don't have the truth. I live right. You live wrong. Now, I, I understand that whenever you have any of these kinds of conversations, there's a level of arrogance that, that's that's going to be there. You just need to be aware of, okay, how can I present this? Not compromising the message, but we have to at least acknowledge this. We have to at least acknowledge this at least to some level. I think it's important, all right? Um. And they said that this, this manages to unveil some of the toxic thinking that you typically find in evangelical Christianity. Now, this person seems to be arguing that our thinking is wrong. Let me make it very clear. I don't think our thinking is wrong because I believe that there is a God. I do believe the Bible is the word of God. And I believe that, yes, if I have faith in Christ, I am going to heaven. And I do believe I have the truth of God right here in his word. And if I study it, I do understand and that I have truth. I don't think that I should compromise those beliefs. I just have to acknowledge that it is a very arrogant sounding message. Now, he, he this the author of the article would claim that it's almost toxic and that's the problem within Christianity. But let's make it very clear. Well, let, let's like, let's make this very clear. The author may not realize this. He's he thinks that he has the truth. And that what, when Christians don't act in the way that he thinks they sh- should act, that they're appalling, they're wrong, and they're arrogant. But it's arrogant for you to point out that what Christians are doing is wrong. So you're, so everyone, whenever you look at someone else and say that they're wrong, that your view is right and their view is wrong, Everybody has a level of arrogance. It shows up in everyone. It's not just a Christian problem. You can be a non-Christian going, you Christians don't know God. There is no God. The Bible isn't the word of God. That's arrogant as well because you're claiming you've got the truth and other people do not. So everyone, there's an arrogance to any dogmatic position. He's just as dogmatic and arrogant about Christians as the Christian is being dogmatic and arrogant about their, their faith in Christianity. Now, first, it, so they have this in, in bold letters. I assume you are a sinner. Two young females sitting together at a table enjoying a meal. To the evangelical eye, that could only mean one thing. They must be gay. There is no other, other explanation, apparently. Now, first of all, I assume you're a sinner. Well, I don't assume you're a sinner. I know everyone is a sinner, including me. So sometimes non-Christian world doesn't seem to understand that. Our doctrine teaches everyone's a sinner. However, it is completely wrong for anyone to look at someone and assume you know what the sin is or jump to some kind of conclusion. And it's definitely wrong to just try to focus on, oh, wait, I got to talk to these people because they're gay. If, If it was a girl sitting there with her boyfriend, they have just the same propensity for sexual sin as two people of the same sex, okay? Because whether it's same-sex couple or opposite-sex couple, guess what? Sexual sin is a reality. Or <laughs> so I like. I all right. So yeah, but I, I guess that yeah, I, that, that that's the one thing about the whole video that's kind of I- I irritating here. But let's continue. The sight of two girls sitting at a table together triggers this woman's sin radar, and she makes a wild assumption. She stares at the girls for a while, probably agonizing internally about how she should respond. Maybe her brain and her heart are telling her it's none of her business, but her Christian upbringing and indoctrination have taught her that it's her responsibility to correct and save sinners from the bowels of hell. Now, that's a little unfair. No, your Christianity teaches you that there, there is a hell, and that we have a responsibility to try to present the gospel. That much should be taught. Now, should we be taught a little bit of tact and when to do it and how to do it and really think about things carefully? Yeah, it, it should. But all right, let's continue. With almost no tangible evidence, she decides that they are probably hopeless and immoral sinners who need some correction with the weight of this guilt-induced responsibility for the mortal souls of these girls heavy on her shoulders she believes that god is calling her to go and speak to them so she takes it upon her so she takes it upon himself to approach the girls even though they are strangers with the idea that she will educate them on their sinful behavior except she is wrong they're cousins and as the cousins so graciously pointed out it's genuinely none of your business but the Christian lady insists, God told me to talk to you, all right? And that's the trump card. How do you argue with that? Now, I, I cannot stand that, oh, God told me this thing drives me inside. I can't stand when preachers do it, right? Hey, I didn't know what to preach and God told me to preach this, or, or I was studying on my sermon and God told me this. Well, the minute you say that, now you've just now thrown out a psychological manipulation t- tactic that says you can't argue with my sermon because God is the one who gave it to me, right? That, oh, I, I don't like when, when Christians play this, God told me, God told me, God told me. I can't stand it. God only speaks to us through his His word. I am absolutely 100% committed to that doctrinal position. They go on. Personally, I find it atrocious that this woman who has made an incorrect assumption is doubling down on her error by claiming that God told her to approach the girls. A normal, a normal person might have apologized and slinked away. But once you play the God told me card, you can really justify all kinds of errors and judgment. And that's true. Once you say, God told me, nobody can correct you. Nobody can fix it. It's just, it's the end end of everything at that point. The author says, uh, once you say, I'm here on behalf of God, you, you are really saying to the other person, I am qualified to say whatever I like here. Your opinion doesn't matter or count. I'm not here for dialogue. I'm here to tell you the truth I have what also happens to what happens to what also happens to be the truth you need. They don't teach young girls about God anymore. So let me teach you about God instead. And then the author puts, give me a break. Anyone brash enough to say to me, God told me to say this or God told me to do this destroys their credibility with me because such certainty belies the reality that Christianity is a faith system. To believe in Christ is hope for something of which you cannot be certain. The opposite of faith is not doubt, it is certainty. Don't get me wrong, I'm a man of faith, and I believe that it is possible for God to reveal himself in in various ways to people, and I believe that God can speak to, uh, to us through others. However, anyone who lacks the humility to say, I might be wrong about this, is intellectually and spiritually arrogant. Okay, well, I'm Oh, this person is, is more generous than I am. No, when someone says God told me, I'm like, I, you're done. I'm, I'm finished. You're, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I'm sorry. I just reject it. No. Now, if you say God told me and you quote scripture, okay, God spoke to you in scripture. But whenever people say God told me, I'm done. I don't believe God is speaking that way. There's been too much chaos in 2000 years of church history with everyone claiming God speaks to them it's nonstop. Every time you listen to sermons, God told me this, God told me this, God told me this. And again, if you're taking notes in those sermons, when they say, God spoke to me, God told me, told me, when you write down the next words, you're going to put those words in quotation marks. So those claim to be the very words of God, which puts them on par with scripture. And You say, no, it's different. How is it different? You heard, you heard God give you direct words. That's more than inspiration. That's dictation, right? So, so that we can have all kinds of discussions about that. Um. Okay, I got to get this. Uh, I got to go through the last part quickly because we're at fifty-four minutes. All right. This was supposed to be like you know fifteen minutes. In fact, I was when I got to church this morning. I almost hooked up, hooked up the microphone to tell everyone about evangelism porn, but immediately when I got ready to hit to go live button, I'm like, "Well, who am I kidding? It's like 9: 10 a.m. I won't be done by 10 a.m. There's no way. So, uh, so that's why I'm here this afternoon talking about this. All right. How would you feel if you were the parent of one of these children? I know how I would feel. I would be angry. How dare a complete stranger approach a couple of children and question them about their sexuality? That is beyond inappropriate. They don't teach young kids about God anymore, Karen tells the children, but it seems to me, given the way these children respectfully replied to this woman's unwelcome advance, their parents have done a pretty good job teaching them how to respond with grace. I'd certainly be more worried about a parent who taught their kids that it is normal and acceptable to approach other people's kids in the streets and try to tell them how to live. That's, That's a pretty valid point. I'm not forcing my views. Perhaps the most comical part of this TikTok video is Karen's response to the children when they politely point out, if you force it on somebody, it's not right either. Karen says with a laugh, yeah, yeah, I'm not forcing it on anyone. This woman's either lying to herself or utterly bereft of self-awareness. Walking up to a stranger uninvited, confronting them with their apparent sin, at least in your eyes, and trying to convert them to your faith is actually the definition of forcing your beliefs on others. If people want to find out about Christianity, you can safely assume that they know where they can find out about it in this day and age. Let them approach you with your questions instead of ramming your version of Christianity down their throats. If people are not asking questions about your faith, then it's probably because your life has nothing to say, now, I don't know if that's completely fair, but look, we want to we want to make things available to people. I know some people will take a tract and like hand out a, a gospel tract to someone. I think that's okay. Um, some kind of a booklet, handing it to someone. I think that's okay. It's non confrontational. You say you can offer it if they don't want it, they don't want it, and you can le- let them be. and said, I'm sorry, didn't mean to bother you. Just offering it if you would like it. I think there's ways to go about it. But the main thing is look for opportunities, not among strangers, but around people you know that you can build a relationship with and then have the opportunity to talk about very important issues. And I think another very important part of evangelism is letting other people express their thoughts and not just trying to, well, ram it down their throats. And then it says the final word. Do you suppose that this encounter has drawn either of these cousins closer to Christ? Do you suppose any of the 20 million people who watched this encounter on TikTok were compelled to explore the merits of Christian faith because of Karen's message or approach? I doubt it. If anything, this kind of behavior only drives people further away, making a life- laughingstock out of evangelical Christians who, let's be honest, are already suffering from an image problem in the highest order. And there you have it. I'll end with a couple of thoughts evangelism is so important. We are called to take the gospel to anyone and everywhere. And so we need to always be looking for every opportunity, but we need to do so with some level of wisdom and grace and respect and being tactful. I think that those are some basic things that we have to bring into our desire to evangelize. I think, I think it's important that when you're getting ready to talk to someone, if they're pulling out a phone and you're being videotaped, you need to stop talking. All right. Because look, they're not listening. They're videotaping. In their mind, they're going to make sure this goes on social media. They're using the encounter and sense to boost their channel, their social media presence. That, that stops being evangelism and it becomes almost like you know, a marketing tool. Don't do it. And as Christians, when you see Christians going out, taking videos, and recording their encounters with other people, now if they're just questioning people, look, I'm all for the interview kind of thing. Hey, hey, we're going to ask you some questions about spirituality, God, uh, and we would like to know if you'd be willing to be interviewed, and you will be on video, and this will be posted on the following platforms. Like, if they say yes, that's okay, right? But once the evangelism starts, where you're really trying to talk to them about their soul and about the things of God, can we turn off the video? Because if, and, 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 and you know, if we're videotaping it and we know who's going to benefit from it. You're going to benefit from all the views. You're going to benefit from all the subscribers to your channel. You're not, you're not evangelizing people to build your brand or to build your channel. And I know that's going to offend people because I know there's some popular ministries who do this stuff. I mean, I see the videos all the time. You know, pastor confronts atheist or pastor talks, you know, and it's like, you know, ooh, look at this. And I'll get the video sent to me. I usually don't respond. I'm just like, whatever. And I don't watch them because I just think it's, no. Dealing with people's eternal soul is not sport. It's not entertainment, It's not. It's it's just not. You say, well, there there can be benefits from it. I understand there may be benefits from it, but there's got to be a correct way to think about it. And all of that ends up becoming evangelism porn. There you have it. You can give me your thoughts on all of this by emailing me at newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. I do, I want to make sure no one is discouraged about trying to reach people because you should, be, you should be encouraged to try to reach people. You should desire it. It's just think before you speak. Think before you act and definitely understand, read the room and understand the climate within our culture right now and think of what you can do, what will work, right? Because uh, we, we, we need to be better at this. I think that that's true. And I don't know how widespread this evangelism porn thing is. The article acts like it's super popular now, but it only mentioned two videos. So that, that's that's a pretty big claim without any uh, things to back it up. But, you know, I just wanted to bring it to your attention. So, all right, I'll start right there. You can email me newsif at yahoo.com if you're listening to us live on this Sunday afternoon. We'll be back on the air shortly. Everyone have a great day and uh, God bless.